And something that's really amazing, the gut, if you were to open up the gut, the lining of the gut, and open up the surface area, it is the size of a tennis court. So think of a tennis court. That is how much surface area your body dedicates to absorbing nutrients. And if there's a compromise in that lining, if there's too many weeds, not enough support, not enough gatekeepers, the flowers are like the gatekeepers of your mucosal barrier, your lining between your inside world and your outside world. If there's not enough or too much, if there's imbalance, that's going to throw things off. Welcome to Stronger Bones Lifestyle Podcast. I am Debbie Robinson, your host and guide on your Stronger Bones Lifestyle Journey. Hello, I would like to discuss the importance of gut health when it comes to bone health. It is imperative that you have a healthy gut for healthy bones. If you have a diagnosis of osteoporosis or osteopenia, you are in a place of bone loss. And osteoporosis is a lifestyle disease. There are many factors. It's actually a metabolic disease. And there are many factors that contribute to bone loss. So discovering the gut-bone connection is really important. Understanding the journey of your food from your mouth to your bones and what it needs to go through to actually get to the bones is critical. There are two things that will build bones. One of them is the nutrients. We need the amino acids, the vitamins, the minerals, and then you need to create, it's called mechanical stimulation. So you need to create the forces necessary to build bones. So if the one main factor that we need is nutrition, then we need to make sure that what we're putting in our mouth, first of all, that what we're putting in our mouth is a bone building substance and not a franking food or not a non-organic or toxin laden food. And so really raising your awareness to the fact that what goes in your mouth has to be managed by your body. And if you have osteoporosis and you want to slow down, stop or reverse your bone loss, then you need to pay special attention to your food, to your gut, and to setting yourself up for success. From the mouth to the bones, from the mouth to the anus, that whole tube in our body, that's the outside world still, from mouth to anus. So the food we eat until we have a bowel movement, that's really the outside world. Where it becomes the inside world is at the mucosal barrier. Once it crosses over, it becomes the inside world and that's where your body uses what you're eating in order to make your bone tissue. So the important thing to pay attention to then is this, that you aren't what you eat, you are what you absorb. And that's a pretty big concept to think about. And in many cases, many people haven't really thought of that before, but you're really not just about the foods you eat because if your body's not absorbing those and they go through your system and then you poop them out, then you didn't absorb them in the first place. And what's gonna get in the way? What is that journey from mouth to bones and what can get in the way? That is where gut health and the awareness of gut health 
plays a role and what we need to focus on. So the word osteopenia, osteo means bone, penia means poverty. That is actually the, it means bone poverty. Osteopenia means bone poverty. So that's the stage before osteoporosis, right? Osteopenia is bone loss or bone poverty. So thinking of like malnutrition. So even if you're eating great, amazing food, if you have an unhealthy gut, you're not absorbing your nutrients, you're not, those nutrients aren't going to get to your bones. And so osteopenia, first stage of bone loss is really malnutrition. It's bone poverty. And if it gets too far along, it's called osteoporosis, which is the disease state of bone loss, osteoporosis. You cannot build your bones without the sufficient vitamins, nutrients, you just can't. And so really important to take awareness of this or raise your awareness. The minerals play such a critical role in so many aspects of our body. They balance our pH levels and there are seven root causes of bone loss seven contributing factors, main contributing factors. One of them is acidity. So maintaining these pH blood levels is really critical to your body. If the body is out of balance with pH, then your bones will dissolve in order to release minerals to help alkalize if the, if the blood pH is too acidic. Minerals strengthen the bones and teeth, and actually that's where 99% of your calcium is stored in your bones. So making sure you have sufficient minerals, making sure you, you're eating a lot of foods with minerals and supplementing with minerals where you need to and making sure your body's absorbing those boosts your energy controls muscular contractions it supports immune function and thyroid function so having proper minerals really important and when you get a dexa scan they're actually looking at your bone mineral density so we want to make sure we have our sufficient bone minerals and you know a, a lack of minerals a lack of um, magnesium vitamin d vitamin k these are vitamins and minerals magnesium vitamin d vitamin k vitamin b12 boron potassium zinc copper manganese these are some of the vitamins and minerals that if you're deficient in these it will lead to osteoporosis so paying attention and paying attention to it's not what you eat it's what you absorb and I think that that is a new concept for many. Uh, when I start to work with women privately, because I'm a functional health coach and a yoga therapist, and when I work with women, I run functional labs on them, they come to me with a whole list of supplements. Sometimes it's two whole pages. I usually take a photo of the exact supplement they're on so I can actually look at the ingredients and how much of each item is in there. And then when I go over the supplement list with them, it's really interesting because they'll realize, wow, I'm taking extra calcium and vitamin D. I've got vitamin D here and vitamin D here, and I've got calcium here and here. And then when I run functional labs and I find all these imbalances of minerals, it's because you don't have a healthy gut in the first place to absorb them all, but also because you're taking too many because you're trying to do the best you can. Yet there's still that diagnosis of osteoporosis. Many women also have thyroid issues. And so really important to realize this relationship of the gut and the bones so that you can do your best to heal your gut and then be able to digest, absorb, assimilate, because everything leads down to our bones, right? Our skeleton is the center of our body. 
And whatever we eat that comes in, it's going to go to the bones. Well, the minerals, that's where the, the bones are, the bank for the minerals, that's where the storage is. So we want to make sure that we supply the bank with an adequate amount of minerals. We don't do too many withdrawals or deposits. That's some of the terminology that I use when I'm sharing information about bone health is your bones are a bank and you don't want to do too many withdrawals. And what are things that withdraw from the bank? Well, you've got to learn what those are so that you don't do that. And honestly, one of them is a is gut health is well, actually, the seven root causes, many of them are actually in the gut, which is why the gut plays such an important role. So those seven root causes can be traced back to the gut, including being sedentary, because if you have gut dysbiosis and you have improper balance of gut microbes, that will not give you enough energy to get up and to move your body and to pull and push on your bones every day the way you need to in order to support stronger bones. What are the symptoms of an unhealthy gut? I think that's important. So right now, I want you to ask yourself these questions. Do you have any of these symptoms? Gas, bloating, indigestion, constipation, diarrhea. Do you have indigestion right away when you eat? Or do you have indigestion hours after you eat? So that would be the difference between upper and lower GI. And there's different microbes in those areas of your body that either should or shouldn't be there, maybe too many or not enough. And so learning about, I call it your gut garden, it's flowers and weeds. And something that's really amazing, the gut, if you were to open up the gut, the lining of the gut, and open up the surface area, it is the size of a tennis court. So think of a tennis court. That is how much surface area your body dedicates to absorbing nutrients. And if there's a compromise in that lining, if there's too many weeds, not enough support, not enough gatekeepers, the flowers are like the gatekeepers of your mucosal barrier, your lining between your inside world and your outside world. If there's not enough or too much, if there's imbalance, that's going to throw things off. So I, I say to women, think of a tennis court and you walk up to the tennis court and this is where for the next year, you're gonna live off of this. This is where you're gonna harvest your produce. You're gonna plant your seeds, water, nurture and harvest. So you walk up to this tennis court. So visualize this right now, a tennis court and you walk up, this is your gut, your gut garden. And you see the tennis court. If there's a lot of weeds in the tennis court, that's going to be extra work. This can take a little time to pull out those weeds, to eradicate them, to remove them. And if there's not enough fertile soil in that plot of land that you have, you're going to have to reseed it and repopulate it so that when you plant your seeds and then when you bring in the water, enough hydration to grow whatever it is you're growing and then to harvest so that you have whatever you need to live off of this plot of land. It's the same thing with the gut. For some, it, there's more going on and it may take months or years to heal what you need to heal, but it is a lifestyle. And focusing on your gut, having a healthy gut for healthy bones, it's a lifestyle. So learning what you can so that you bring in these healthy lifestyle behaviors so that you can heal yourself. So there's your plot of land and the symptoms that you would notice that would give you an indicator of how many weeds you have 
gas, bloating, indigestion, constipation, diarrhea, heartburn, fatigue, headaches, autoimmune conditions, joint inflammation, osteoporosis. That's a symptom of an unhealthy gut. Um, one time a woman I was working with, I ran a stool lab on her and she had a lot of overgrowth and a lot of stuff was found. Yeast, H. pylori, insufficient good gut microbes, too many opportunistic bacteria. And I showed her her stool lab and she said, wow, I don't feel symptomatic. I don't have a lot of symptoms. And I said to her, I would call osteoporosis a pretty big symptom. And she said, oh yeah, you're right. That is a pretty big symptom. So osteoporosis is a symptom of an unhealthy gut because you have a lack, you have poverty, osteopenia, bone poverty. And when it's too much, it becomes osteoporosis. So bone poverty, malnourished bones, what's getting in the way of your nourishment? Feeding your beautiful bones. I like to say that every day you need to ask yourself these questions with everything you do, the food you're eating, the thoughts you're having, the movement you're doing or not doing. Ask yourself every day, am I building or dissolving my bones? We have bone building cells and we have bone dissolving cells. And our lifestyle either stimulates the bone builders or the bone dissolvers. Building, dissolving, building, dissolving. When you open up the refrigerator to make a food choice, is this going to dissolve your bones or will this food build your bones? So asking yourself that question every day, that is something that many women tell me has been a great piece of information for them to have. And it's really helped them make the best choices every day for themselves because every day, all day long, you have choices. And it's the choices you make that are going to heal your gut, bring in the best nutrients for your body, your bones, help you be the strongest, healthiest version of yourself, be in charge and in control of your body and your bones. So let's talk about the top five foods to avoid for gut health and for bone health. Dairy, inflammatory food, off the table, triggers inflammation. Inflammation is a root cause of bone loss. More inflammation you have, the more you're contributing to bone loss. And dairy is highly inflammatory. The countries with the highest dairy consumption have the greatest fractures. And there are NIH studies that show that higher dairy consumption does not reduce fractures. And that's the goal is we wanna reduce fractures, right? We want, we're gonna do what we can to heal ourselves, to have the strongest bones possible and to reduce fracture. Gluten, off the table gluten. So gluten is terrible for a lot of different diseases, but it's terrible for osteoporosis. Actually, gluten contributes to leaky gut in everyone. So a leaky gut is going to compromise your fortress, your mucosal barrier between your outside world and your inside world it's gonna allow food to get inside your body, either not properly digested or even toxins that are gonna get into your system and contribute to a leaky gut. So we need to have proper digestion in our gut so that the food that goes into the small intestines is in the proper form. We need to, so that it feeds the good gut microbes. The good gut microbes are then going to maintain your barrier, your fortress, 
between the outside world and the inside world, the mucus layer and the single cell layer. The good gut microbes help to maintain that. They're the gatekeepers. And when you eat food products like dairy, gluten, you have all this inflammation going on in your gut, you are taking away from supplying your gatekeepers and maintaining that protection that we need in our gut. So gluten is not good. I find sensitivity to gluten in every single food sensitivity lab that I run. I run a Zoomer, which is a blood immunoglobulin marker that zooms in on gluten reactivity. It breaks gluten down or wheat into all these particles. And I get to see all the reactivity in the ladies that I work with that have osteoporosis. So I see gluten sensitivity always. I'm going to say high 90s. I don't know if I've ever not seen it. So almost 100%, but in the 90s for sure. Gluten sensitivity on a food serum blood lab. And in particular on a Zoomer looking in at it. The next thing is sugar. Sugar is inflammatory. And, you know, in many cases, the reason why women crave or people crave sugar is because they have dysbiosis. They have an imbalance, too many weeds on their tennis court. And overgrowth of yeast is something I see often. If you get too much yeast overgrowth, it's called SIFO, small intestinal fungal overgrowth. And if you have SIFO, quite often SIBO, small intestinal bacterial overgrowth, is, is a part of that. I see this all the time in labs that I run. And there's a bacteria that will affect digestion negatively. It's called H. pylori. That's in your stomach. And if you have yeast overgrowth, H. pylori envelopes or hides inside of, H of yeast. So it's going to be affecting your digestion, not digesting your nutrients so that you feed the good gut microbes and the gatekeepers of your mucosal barrier. And the next thing would be alcohol because alcohol, the liver sees alcohol as a toxin. And the liver will process alcohol before anything else. And we need our liver to be managing toxicity in our body. That's the biggest gatekeeper of all, making sure that the toxins don't get in and do harm in our body. So we need our liver to be functioning. Our liver also processes our hormones. So we need our liver to be processing our hormones. So making sure that you support your liver and alcohol is not good for liver health. It also accelerates aging. There's actually studies, there's never been a study that shows that it's good for cancer. So all the studies show that liver is terrible for cancer. And cancer is definitely also something we want to make sure that we don't get. The last one would be, the last one is coffee. And so there's a lot out there on coffee being full of antioxidants, and it is. And I love the warmth and the smell, and I do love that. But the thing about coffee is coffee is acidic, and coffee is dehydrating. So it depends what is the lens you're looking at. What are you looking for? What are you looking for in coffee? Does it have antioxidants? Yes. Are there a lot of amazing things about coffee? Yes. But if you're looking at it in terms of your bones, it's acidic and dehydrating. And so gotta shift. And you know, let me just give you a great substitute, matcha green tea latte. I make my own matcha green tea latte powder. I take matcha green tea latte, organic, so I minimize toxic exposure. Um, this is also really good for gut health, by the way. So it really helps to feed the good gut microbes. It's an antioxidant, so it helps to bind with free radicals or the reactive oxygen species, which are created with cellular turnover in the body. 
So I make this matcha green tea latte powder that I mix up and drink on the daily. It has got MCT oil powder, which is a great fat also for gut health. I also use coconut milk powder. I use matcha green tea latte powder. So those three powders I mix in equal parts. And then I do a little bit of either coconut sugar or raw local honey because raw local honey is actually pollinated with the bees that live near you. And there's a lot of amazing properties in honey. So that is a good food to substitute. And if you want to protect your gut, you want to make sure that you're not bringing in foods that trigger those root causes of bone loss and that are um, not good for gut health. And there's a lot of alternatives. There's mushroom powders and matcha green tea for coffee. For cocktails, you can make mocktails. And I like to make apple cider vinegar-based mocktails. They're actually called shrubs. And I make my own shrubs with apple cider vinegar, mint, strawberries, and I mix it with mineral water. And I drink that. And so I, I drink alcohol. I mean, I, I used to drink so much alcohol. So I've definitely shifted in my life because I'm trying to be the healthiest best version of myself as I age. And so um, making really good choices, a lot of great choices with uh, dairy-free products, nut milks, there's great cheeses, Kite Hill is a great brand, Miyoko's is the most amazing vegan butter, highly recommend that. Going gluten-free, you could eat corn, rice, corn only if it's non-GMO and organic, potatoes, you can make zoodles, which are zucchini noodles. And then for sugar, you know, just go easy on the sugar. Use honey, use coconut sugar. Coconut sugar is really a good one, low glycemic index. And so healing your gut is really important for your bones. And you do this with food, you do this with supplements, eating, um, and you also, you know, be, go, go easy on yourself. Uh, do what you can, do your best, leave the rest. With foods, you bring in probiotic-rich foods, fermented foods, probiotic-rich foods. And, you know, there's a little bit, oh, you got to be careful with some stuff too because it really depends on what's going on in your gut. If you have a lot of gut overgrowth, sometimes you need to stay away from some of the prebiotic and probiotic foods. So pay attention to how you're feeling after you eat. Um, pickles, parsley, sucking on parsley, chewing on radishes before a meal can help to stimulate digestion. And then you eat the foods that have digestive enzymes in them. Vinegar can be helpful, kimchi, tempeh, some of the fermented foods. Pineapples, papayas have digestive enzymes. Then look for vitamins that are going to heal your gut. Look for fiber because fiber creates, I call it the dump truck. Fiber creates the dump truck so that the, the weeds in your garden jump on and are uh, pooped out of your body. So eat 30 grams a day, make really good choices of insoluble and soluble fiber. L-glutamine is a powder that many use for gut lining repair, but I have to say that NIH studies show that if you have cancer or have had cancer, you wanna avoid L-glutamine as a mucosal barrier support. Quercetin, vitamin A, vitamin D, vitamin B12, and vitamin E are good vitamins to support your mucosal barrier prebiotic foods which help to feed those good gut microbes that help to maintain your mucosal barrier green banana powder jerusalem artichokes also known as sunchokes those are really good and foods that are prebiotic probiotic apples 
lots of good food choices. So using food as medicine, because food is medicine and food is information. Information, we want bone building information to come into our body and we need to heal our gut with foods in order to make sure that we have an intact barrier. And then you want to seed your gut garden. So making sure you have probiotics, either taking probiotic supplements. There, there is a general probiotic that I recommend that's a base one. And then when I run functional labs on clients, I'm more specific on certain species as we're trying to balance their internal microbial environment. And you could drink bone broth if you eat animals. And if you don't eat animals, you can use one of my favorite supplements is called Perfect Aminos. And Perfect Aminos is the amino acids, the building blocks of bones. And there's a link below this episode. There'll be links for some of these where I have discounts that you can use. But Perfect Aminos is one of my favorite supplements I recommend to most of the people I work with. And bone broth, if you're, if that's something you do. Collagen, I don't know how I feel about collagen. Collagen is made from animal parts. And I wonder to myself, would we be eating this many animal parts all day long? Would, would I be ingesting this much cow hoof tendon parts in, in life? Like I try, to, I try to be as natural as possible when I'm thinking of anything, whether it's the foods I'm using to heal my gut, the supplements I'm using to heal my gut, whatever it is I'm bringing into my body, I try to think about what sounds natural. Um, you know, even when it comes to foods, like certain foods that are only specific to one little tiny corner of the world, I say to myself, really, should all of us that have osteoporosis or osteopenia, should we be eating this food if we're not that culture? And like, would, would the world be such that only that part of the world, they would have this item for bone health? So there's a lot of different ways to support your bones, but you have to make sure that your gut is healthy in order to do that. You definitely need the four musketeers of bone health. Four musketeers are calcium, magnesium, vitamin D, vitamin K. Vitamin D helps calcium be absorbed. Magnesium puts calcium into solution so that it can be delivered to your bones and calcium, uh, vitamin K delivers it to your bones. But guess what? You need a healthy gut in order to make sure that you have adequate amounts of these nutrients, the vitamins and minerals, that they're absorbed properly, that they are getting in and being in the right numbers that they need to be in, in order to have what you need in order to build strong, dense, great quality bones. So the bottom line is that you have to have a healthy gut for healthy bones. And in all my years of running hundreds of labs on women with osteoporosis, most have major issues. Many have a lot of issues. And I haven't found too many with not very many issues. And in those that I don't find a lot of issues in functional labs, I find a lot of stuff going on in the mind because the mental emotional layer is a big part of bone health that gets not enough attention and needs to because it's a big root cause under the surface, eroding and dissolving bones. So pay attention to your gut health when it comes to bone health. Raise your awareness. If you want to take charge of your bone health, if you want to be in control and take charge, number one place to begin is in the gut. And because of that, 
I have many ways that you could do this. Look on my website, debbyrobinson.com for those ways that you can do this. I have online self-guided masterclasses. I have group courses that you can run labs or come into the live sessions without running labs. And you could work with me privately to run functional labs, whatever you need. My mission and my goal is to help as many women as possible take charge of their bone health, feel confident in their body and bones, and hopefully come on one of my journeys. I take people on wellness journeys to Bali and Scotland, and hopefully you can either come on my journey or go on your own journey, somewhere you want to go in this world, some big adventure. So pay attention to your gut when it comes to your bones. It is the window or the doorway into your bones. Pay attention from mouth to bones so that you could have strong bones. Adopt a stronger bones lifestyle with a healthy gut. Thank you so much for listening to Stronger Bones Lifestyle Podcast. Bone loss is not an inevitable part of aging. We don't have to just wait for it to happen. There is so much that you can do. And that is what you will learn each week on the show. Go to my website, debbierobinson.com. If you want more information about what was shared in today's episode, at the bottom of this episode in the show notes, there will be links to whatever was shared. Please subscribe to this podcast. Share this podcast with your friends, your family, or any women that you think may be interested or benefit from the information we're sharing. Please rate the podcast. And if you have any questions you'd like asked or answered, I would love to hear from you. Let's do this, ladies. Let's change the way the world views osteoporosis and slow down, stop, or reverse our bone loss, take charge, and show other ladies what is possible. Thank you so much for joining me. Thank you.